This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Sometimes you get tired doing this thing we call justice. Keep listening to find out how one book has brought nourishment to the souls of many who are in the daily fight for justice. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 1 Chronicles chapter 6, verses 16 through 53. The sons of Levi, Gershom, Kohath, and Merari. These are the names of the sons Gershom, Libni, and Shemai. The sons of Kohath, Amram. Ishar, Hebron, and Uzil, the sons of Merari, Mali, and Mushi. These are the clans of the Levites by their families, to Gershom, his son, Libni, his son Jahath, his son Zima, his son Joah, his son Edo, his son Zerah, and his son Jetharai, the sons of Kohath, his son Aminadab, his son Korah, his son Asir, his son Elkanah, his son Ebiasaf, his son Asir, his son Tahath, his son Uriel, his son Uzziah, his son Shal, the sons of Elkanah, Amasai, Ahimoth, his son Elkanah, his son Zophai, his son Nahath, his son Eliab, his son Jeroham, and his son Elkanah, the sons of Samuel, Joel the firstborn, and Abijah the second oldest. The descendants of Merari, Mali, his son Libni, his son Shemai, his son Uza, his son Shemeah, his son Haggiah, and his son Asaiah. Professional musicians. These are the men David put in charge of music in the Lord's sanctuary after the ark was placed there. They performed music before the sanctuary of the meeting tent until Solomon built the Lord's temple in Jerusalem. They carried out their tasks according to regulations. These are the ones who served along with their sons. From the Kohathites, Haman, the musician, son of Joel, son of Samuel, son of Elkanah, son of Jeroham, son of Elil, son of Torah, son of Zuth, son of Elkanah, son of Mahath, son of Amasai, son of Elkanah, 
son of Joel, son of Azariah, son of Zephaniah, son of Tahath, son of Asir, son of Abiasaph, son of Korah, son of Ezor, son of Kohath, son of Levi, son of Israel. Serving beside him was his fellow Levite Asaph, son of Barakiah, son of Shemaiah, son of Michael, son of Baseah, son of Malkijah, son of Ethni, son of Zerah, son of Adiah, son of Ethan, son of Zima, son of Shemai, son of Jahath, son of Gershom, son of Levi. Serving beside them were their fellow Levites, the descendants of Merari, led by Ethan, son of Kishi, son of Abdi, son of Maluk, son of Hashabiah, son of Amaziah, son of Hilkiah, son of Amzi, son of Bani, son of Shemer, son of Mali, son of Mushi, son of Merari, son of Levi. The rest of their fellow Levites were assigned to perform the remaining tasks at God's sanctuary, but Aaron and his descendants offered sacrifices on the altar for burnt offerings and on the altar for incense, as they had been assigned to do in the most holy sanctuary. They made atonement for Israel just as God's servant Moses had ordered. These were the descendants of Aaron, his son Eleazar, his son Phinehas, his son Abishua, his son Buki, his son Uzi, his son Zarahiah, his son Mariah, his son Amariah, his son Ahitub, his son Zarok, and his son Ahimaz. Second Samuel chapter 9 through Second Samuel chapter 10. Second Samuel chapter 9. David finds Mephibosheth. Then David asked, Is anyone still left from the family of Saul, so that I may extend kindness to him for the sake of Jonathan? Now there was a servant from Saul's house named Ziba. So he was summoned to David. The king asked him, Are you Ziba? He replied, At your service. The king asked, Is there not someone left from Saul's family that I may extend God's kindness to him? Ziba said to the king, One of Jonathan's sons is left. Both of his feet are crippled. The king asked him, Where is he? Ziba told the king, He is at the house of Mekir, son of Amil, in Lodeber. So King David had him brought from the house of Machir, son of Amil, in Lobdeber. When Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed low with his face toward the ground. David said, Mephibosheth. He replied, Yes, at your service. David said to him, Don't be afraid, because I will certainly extend kindness to you for the sake of Jonathan, your father. I will give back to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather Saul and you will be a regular guest at my table. Then Mephibosheth bowed and said, Of what importance am I, your servant, that you show regard for a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Ziba, Saul's attendant, and said to him, Everything that belonged to Saul and to his entire house I hereby give to your master's grandson. You will cultivate the land for him, you and your sons and your servants. You will bring its produce, and it will be food for your master's grandson to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, will be a regular guest at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Ziba said to the king, Your servant will do everything that my lord the king has instructed his servant to do. So Mephibosheth was a regular guest at David's table, just as though he were one of the king's sons. Now Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. All the members of Ziba's household were Mephibosheth's servants. Mephibosheth was living in Jerusalem, for he was a regular guest at the king's table. 
but both his feet were crippled. Second Samuel chapter 10 David and the Ammonites Later the king and the Ammonites died, and his son Hanun succeeded him. David said, I will express my loyalty to Hanun, son of Nahash, just as his father was loyal to me. So David sent his servants with a message expressing sympathy over his father's death. When David's servants entered the land of the Ammonites, the Ammonite officials said to their lord Hanun, Do you really think David is trying to honor your father by sending these messengers to express his sympathy? No, David has sent his servants to you to get information about the city and spy on it so they can overthrow it. So Hanun seized David's servants and shaved off half of each one's beard. He cut the lower part of their robes off so that their buttocks were exposed and then sent them away. Messengers told David what had happened, so he sent them to the men who were thoroughly humiliated. The king said, stay in Jericho until your beards have grown again. Then you may come back. When the Ammonites realized that David was disgusted with them, they sent and hired 20,000 foot soldiers from Aram Beth Rehob and Aram Zobah, in addition to 1,000 men from the king of Makkah and 12,000 men from Ishtob. When David heard the news, he sent Joab and the entire army to meet them. The Ammonites marched out and were deployed for battle at the entrance of the city gate, while the men from Aram Zobah, Rehob, Ishtob, and Makkah were by themselves in the field. When Joab saw that the battle would be fought on two fronts, he chose some of Israel's best men and deployed them against the Arameans. He put his brother Abishai in charge of the rest of the army, and they were deployed against the Ammonites. Joab said, If the Arameans start to overpower me, you come to my rescue. If the Ammonites start to overpower you, I will come to your rescue. Be strong. Let's fight bravely for the sake of our people in the cities of our God. The Lord will do what he decides is best. So Joab and his men marched out to do battle with the Arameans, and they fled before him. When the Ammonites saw the Arameans flee, they fled before his brother Abishai and went into the city. Joab withdrew from fighting the Ammonites and returned to Jerusalem. When the Arameans realized that they had been defeated by Israel, they consolidated their forces. Then Zahadadezer sent for Arameans from beyond the Euphrates River. And they came to Helam. Shobach, the general in command of Hadadezer's army, led them. When David was informed, he gathered all Israel, crossed the Jordan River, and came to Helam. The Arameans deployed their forces against David and fought with him. The Arameans fled before Israel. David killed 700 Aramean charioteers and 40,000 foot soldiers. He also struck down Shobach, the general in command of the army, who died there. When all the kings who were subject to Hadadezer saw they were defeated, by Israel, they made peace with Israel and became subjects of Israel. The Arameans were no longer willing to help the Ammonites. New Testament reading, Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 19. Workers in the Vineyard For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner, who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard, and after agreeing with the workers for the standard wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When it was about nine o'clock in the morning, he went out again and saw others standing around in the marketplace without work. He said to them, you go into the vineyard too, and I will give you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again, about noon and three o'clock that afternoon, he did the same thing. And about five o'clock that afternoon, he went out and found others standing around and said to them, why are you standing here all day without work? They said to him, because no one hired us. He said to them, you go and work in the vineyard too. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, 
call the workers and pay them their wages, starting with the last hired until the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each received a full day's pay. And when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more. But each one also received the standard wage. When they received it, they began to complain against the landowner, saying, These last fellows worked one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who bore the hardship and burning heat of the day. And the landowner replied to them, Friend, I am not treating you unfairly. Didn't you agree with me to work for the standard wage? Take what is yours and go. I want to give to the last man the same as I gave to you. Am I not permitted to do what I want with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first last. Third prediction of Jesus' death and resurrection. As Jesus was going to Jerusalem, he took the twelve aside privately and said to them on the way, Look, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and experts in the law. They will condemn him to death, and will turn him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged severely and crucified. Yet on the third day, he will be raised. Mark chapter 10, verses 32 through 34. Third prediction of Jesus' death and resurrection. They were on the way, going to Jerusalem. Jesus was going ahead of them, and they were amazed. But those who followed were afraid. He took the twelve aside again and began to tell them what was going to happen to him. Look, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and experts in the law. They will condemn him to death and will turn him over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, spit on him, flog him severely, and kill him. Yet after three days, he will rise again. Luke chapter 18, verses 31 through 34. Another prediction of Jesus' passion. Then Jesus took the twelve aside and said to them, Look, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be handed over to the Gentiles. He will be mocked, mistreated, and spat on. They will flog him severely and kill him. Yet on the third day he will rise again. But the twelve understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what Jesus meant. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, I thank you for just your grace and your mercy, oh God. Thank you, oh God, for, for just the ways that you, you're just so generous, oh God. You know, the secret things belong, oh God, to the children of God. And I thank you, oh God, for the ways that Jesus revealed explicitly and in great detail to the disciples what would happen to him as they were going up to Jerusalem, that he would be handed over to the chief priests and the experts in the law, that he would be flogged, mocked, and killed, and on the third day he will rise again. I thank you that Jesus told them exactly what would happen. And that although he told them, they did not understand, oh God. And it's easy for us to sit here and go, oh, duh, why don't you get it? But how many times are in your word, oh God, you've given us warnings and told us what um, life would be like in the last days, that the hearts of many would wax cold, that there would be wars and rumors of war, pestilence, oh God, uh, uh, and, and that there would be just, uh, just a hardness, oh God. Um, between um, children and parents, oh God, and and just uh, licentiousness, all these things that you've warned us about, oh God, and 
and told us about, oh God. And so when we see um, violence and we just see all of these things beginning to unfold, we too, you know, we, we become shocked. Although you've already told us that these things would happen and that they would occur. God, thank you that you're patient with us. Thank you for your grace. Lord, would you help us, oh God, to keep the faith, oh Lord God, through very hard, turbulent, and tumultuous times, oh Lord God. Would you help us to hold on to the faith, knowing that it's you that's ultimately holding on to us? Thank you, oh God, that our salvation is not dependent, oh God, upon our faithfulness solely, oh Lord God, because it was left up to us, oh Lord God. Who could stand? But I thank you that it's because of the righteousness of Christ and your faithfulness, oh Lord God, that you will enable us and empower us to be able to stand on that last day. And knowing, oh God, that we will hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, all to all those who have kept the faith and washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. So would you help us to know, oh Lord God, and to hold on, oh God, and wave the bloodstained banner no matter what? No matter come what may, no matter what opposition comes, oh Lord, help us. Help us to plant our flag, oh God, on Mount Zion, oh Lord God. Help us, show us, oh Lord God, how to sing songs in a strange and wicked land, oh Lord. The days are evil, oh Lord, but we know, oh God, that you, oh God, the judge of all the earth, shall do right. We are looking to you, oh God. We need you to intervene, oh Lord God, in our world. And we await, we eagerly await the day when Jesus cracks the sky and will return to come and get us, O oh God. Hasten the day, O oh Lord. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Anyone who is committed to the work of justice knows how difficult this work is. The fight for justice is worth it, but that doesn't mean it isn't hard. It's tiring to fight. It's tiring to explain why this matters. It's tiring to wake up some days and feel disillusioned. It's in those moments that you just need a word from the Lord. Bread for the Resistance by Donna Barber offers 40 daily devotions for those engaged in the resistance to injustice. Each page offers life-giving words of renewal and hope. So when your legs are tired from marching and your knees are bruised from kneeling, grab a copy of Bread for the Resistance and experience rest and healing for your soul. Learn more at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code THEWORD. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. 
Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.